Well, welcome to a very special bonus season of The Collective Podcast. We are so glad you guys have trusted us with your time today. You know, earlier this summer, we got our collective women together for a beautiful evening full of worshiping our King and women being able to share tough topics from a biblical worldview. And it was an amazing night. It was so amazing, in fact, that we wanted to package them all together so that you can access them anytime. And I'm so thrilled for you to spend the next couple weeks with us just listening to everything that was shared that night. So join us right now as we listen in. Well, I'm Leslie Chisholm, and I have the opportunity of getting to talk to you about embracing your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, It's really cool to actually be standing here because I'm really nervous. (laughs) I just did this talk and I'm still nervous. Um, But a lot of that just has to do with um, just wanting to communicate well and uh, make sure that I'm clear and concise. And so uh, bear with me, especially last time in the middle of it, it started thundering and I got sidetracked. (laughs) So I'm probably not alone in being randomly squirrel moment. Um, And so (laughs) um, a little bit of background about me. I've been here at Watermark now for coming, or here in a few weeks, actually six years. Um, And around about that same amount of time, I've been a believer. Um, And so it is nothing but by God's grace that I get to stand here um, and talk to you about what it is to have a relationship with him in the form of um, living out your strengths and weaknesses that he created you with. Um, And so, uh, man, for as long as I can remember, I've been the strong one. Um, I'm one of five kiddos, and um, I was the one that was always willing to stand up um, to my mom and ask her questions or be disobedient, really, is what it was. Um, Why? Because I was the strong one. Um, Amongst my friends, um, I was the one that would stand up and uh, look the bully in the eye and challenge them. Why? Because I was the strong one. I was the one that was always calm, cool, and collected. Why? Because I was the strong one. And that didn't end in childhood. It continued on. In college, I was the one that uh, my peers would ask to go to the professor to ask for the extension because they were scared of him. Why? Because I was the strong one. Amongst, or at work, amongst coworkers, I was constantly given the hard clients or put into uh, uh, the one that would have to have the hard conversations or talk to the irate customer. Why? Because I was the, the calm one that was the strong one. But the odd thing about it is oftentimes, inside, I was ridden with fear, worry, and anxiety. And no one would have ever known. Why? Because I was the strong one. And so when people would ask me, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm okay. I'm good, it's okay, it's cool. Why? Because I was the strong one. You see, to me, vulnerability was a weakness. I I didn't wanna be vulnerable. I didn't want people to know that I didn't have it together. To share how I was truly feeling, that was too risky. And so, I learned to fake it. I learned to fake being strong. I put on the facade that I had it together, that I was always calm, cool, and collected. Always. Why? Because I didn't want to be weak. I only wanted to exude my strengths. But the really interesting thing 
about wanting to exude my strengths, I was extremely insecure even in my strengths. I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't know how to be strong either. I didn't know how to live out in my strengths. Oftentimes when I was given the opportunity to lead out in them or use them, afterwards I'd be overcome with different thoughts. How did I do? What did they think of me? Was I too much? Did I say that right? What could I have done different? Which isn't a bad question. That's a really good question to ask, but where it was coming from for me made it unhealthy. I was a mess, I was a mess, and I still am. <laughs> I was just as afraid of being weak as I was of being strong. I'm gonna say that one more time. I was just as afraid of being weak as I was of being strong. But God, in his kindness. But God, in his kindness, showed me that there was a way that I could embrace both my strengths and weaknesses. Because I needed it. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like me. I didn't like my strengths. I didn't like my weaknesses. I didn't like anything about myself. And I don't think I'm alone in this. I think many women, if they were to be really vulnerable, would say the same thing. And so, what do we do? How do we embrace our strengths and our weaknesses? Well, I think a good start is we gotta know what, we've gotta know what our strengths. And so in your mind, take a few moments, just to, like a few seconds actually, <laughs> just to think about strengths. What are yours? Or what are some, someone around you, someone, a friend, a family member? You might've thought compassionate, loyal, confident, peaceful. You might have that friend that is always just bringing a situation down and making it peaceful. You might think generous. You might have that friend, or it might be you, always willing to give, whether it be their time, their talent, or their treasures. You might be, think patient. That person who always is, um, man, time and time again, you might wrong them, or time and time again, you might show up late to something, or time and time again, you might mess things up, and yet they still show up with patience saying, hey, maybe next, like, let's do this next time. What are weaknesses? So in your mind, take a few moments, think about weaknesses. You might think anxious, selfish, insensitive, judgmental, that person who's always willing to tell somebody or think something bad of somebody or negative of somebody or negative of every situation. Or overly critical, that person that, or it could be you, that only is always critiquing. They should have did this, they didn't do this, they didn't do this, can never see the good in anything because they're constantly nitpicking at every little bit and piece. 
Jealous, superficial, defensive, constantly. Every time something comes up, they immediately get defensive. Can't ever tell them anything because they're defensive. There's a lot of possibilities of what your strengths and your weaknesses could be. But guess what, guys? Over the next few minutes, I'm gonna talk to you about three lessons that the Lord has taught me as I have struggled to embrace my strengths and my weaknesses. One, God created and knew every part of you, including both your strengths and your weaknesses. Two, your weaknesses were given to you to keep you from being conceited as well as to display God's sufficiency and his power. Three, both your strengths and weaknesses are going to be used in the good works that God has prepared in advance for you to do. God created us on purpose, with purpose, and for a purpose. And so to start out, we're gonna talk a little bit about how God created you on purpose. And so turn with me to Psalm 139. We're gonna be in one through four and 13 through 16. It says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar, you discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And so I was a little bit nervous about putting Psalm 139 in my talk because I feel like it's a cliche to talk about Psalm 139. Most women's conferences usually refer to it. But the more I thought about it, I was like, no, it's probably taught quite often because we need to be reminded of it. I know I do. And it's so rich because it shows us who God is. It gives us snippets of who he is, what his attributes are, what his strengths are, because he has no weaknesses. Just a little disclaimer there. <laughs> it says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. He knows the thought that is gonna come before it comes and the words that are gonna be spoken out of that thought that comes to our mind before we even think about it. Man, God is all-knowing. That is wild. I know I'm not all-knowing. You ask me some questions, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. God created you. He took the time to knit you together. He is the creator. You saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. He wrote a book about, with your story in it, way before you even knew what a book was, way before you even knew what a story was, way before you even know, knew what you were. Man, God is the 
author, the ultimate author of your story? Yep, he sure is. So God knows you because he's all-knowing. God created you because he is the creator. And God wrote your story because he is the author. And so why is that important? Because God created in you every part of you, including both your strengths and your weaknesses. Your weaknesses weren't given to you by mistake, neither were your strengths. He was intentional. He did it on purpose. He created you on purpose. The reason that you're here on, what is it, June 5th? I don't even know what today is. <laughs> June 5th, 2021, is because that's the story he wrote for you, was to be here on this day. How intentional is that? And so I think about a blanket and a knitter. A blanket isn't formed by you like grabbing some yarn and throwing it on a table and then all of a sudden you got a blanket. That's not how it works. It's intentional. The knitter chooses the pattern that they're gonna use and then they choose the yarn that they're gonna use and then they take the time to do the handiwork to form it. And they're, they pay close attention to all the details of what they're doing because it matters. You make one wrong weave and you could be making a sock rather than a blanket. Maybe, I don't really know much about knitting other than the, the, <laughs> the basic So Maybe that's what happens, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a knitter, obviously. <laughs> that's not my strength. <laughs> but man, and so if a knitter takes that much time to make a blanket, how much more has God taken to knit you together? He chose your skin color, the shape of your eyes, the way, of, the way that your mouth is shaped, the color of your skin. I might've said that already, I don't know. The way that you think, the way that you learn, the way that you talk, the way that you need alone time, or the way that you need people time, a whole lot, like me. The strengths that he's given you and the weaknesses that he gave you, both of them were on purpose because he doesn't make any mistakes. He's a knitter that knitted you together long before you even knew what knitting was. And you might still not, but hopefully you learned a little bit of something today. <laughs> and so some of y'all might be like, I have no clue what my strengths or my weaknesses are. What can I do? Man, a psalm is a song, but it's also a prayer. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. And if we were to have Psalm 139, 23, 24, the psalmist says, search me, O Lord. Pray that prayer. Ask the Lord to show you how he created you on purpose. Ask him to reveal to you your strengths and weaknesses. And then outside of that practical step, start to assess. At the end of the day, take some time man, where did I kind of stumble through? Where did I get some real great joy in the sense of what I was doing? I was cruising. Like, I was like, ooh, I've got this. This is fun. Or were some things that I was just like exhausted by or not refreshed by? Those are healthy things to ask at the end of the day, not only to be aware of your strengths and weaknesses, but also to be aware of how God showed up 
how God used you, how he chose to work. And so God created you on purpose or created us on purpose, but he also created us with purpose. And so turn with me to 2 Corinthians 12, 6 through 10. And it says, or I'll give you a moment. I move kind of fast sometimes. It says, even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. And so there Paul acknowledges that there is a thorn in his flesh, that there is some sort of weakness that he has, but he also acknowledges that there are strengths that he has. And while he chooses to use them, he chooses also not to boast in them. Three, um, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. There, Paul turns to the Lord and pleads with him to take it away from him. Take this thorn from my flesh. Why? Because Paul is acknowledging that he knows who can help him with the thorn in his flesh. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I don't know about y'all, but that last, that last little part, I don't want it. I don't want it. I had already told y'all, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be weak. I just want to be strong. I mean, yeah, I might be insecure, but I really don't want to be strong. I mean, I really don't want to be weak. But God... Paul accepts his weaknesses as a form of God's grace. And so because of that, he can boast in his weaknesses. He can accept the weaknesses that God has given him because it is by grace that he was given them. And so your weaknesses were given to you to keep you from being, becoming conceited or being conceited, as well as to display God's sufficiency and his power. I'm gonna repeat that one one more time. Your weaknesses were given to you to keep you from being conceited as well as to display God's sufficiency and his power. Your weaknesses were given to you with a purpose. They're not something that just, oh, I don't wanna focus on them or I don't wanna think about them or it was a mistake. No, 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 no. They have a purpose. And so I think about, have you ever been dressed up to a tee, looking real fly, you're strutting your stuff, and then all of a sudden, you, you catch your heel? No, just me? Okay. Well, in that moment, I'm pretty sure most of y'all would agree. You're, you try to play it off, you really can't. Internally, you're like freaking out who saw it. Man, but in that moment, you also are brought down a little bit. And I think that's similar to that thorn in our flesh. In verse seven, it says, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. Man, I think about 
Not only in those moments when I catch a hill or a trip or do something real embarrassing, which I do all the time, but I think about even more serious moments where there might have been like a missed promotion at work and I get, I feel like I should have gotten it. And I start to become boastful about all of the reasons why I should have gotten it and all the, all the ways that I'm good at this, I, I got it. Or I think about the job where I did get the promotion and I thought I had it and I didn't need nobody's help. I'm probably not alone in that. I'm sure there's a story or I think about a mom. There might be some moms in the room. I'm not a mom, but I think about moms that I've seen where, uh, or that have been in situations where they are rocking it as a parent. And then all of a sudden their kids start act, their kids or kid starts acting out. Man, what a humbling moment where everything you did starts to be like, and you start to think, man, what did I do wrong? I suck at this. But if God's grace is sufficient with the thorn in your flesh, then it's there with a purpose, right? And so what is that purpose? And so I encourage you in those moments to pray and ask God to remind you that he created you, both your strengths and weaknesses, with a purpose. And if it's with a purpose, then help me embrace this moment and all of the things that come along with it. That thorn in my flesh that you have not taken away, that I keep crying out about, and you keep reminding me that my grace is sufficient. Help me to believe that. And another thing, man, think about how you see God showing up in it. Whether it be that you see him using it to uh, encourage others, or you see him using it to further your dependence on him. Think about it. Take the time. I know in those moments, it is easy to want to skip past it and hurry up and move off from it. No, take the time to assess it. And so, God created us on purpose and with a purpose. And if that is true, then let's talk about how God also created us for a purpose. And so turn with me to Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And it says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. If you do not believe that Jesus is who he said he is, that he came down and lived a life that we could not live, meaning a sinless life, and that he died the death that we deserve, meaning he paid the debt for the sins that we have in the past, currently are, and will commit in the future, that he paid the debt, the cost, the wages for that, and that he rose again to allow us the opportunity to be reconciled to God if we just believe that he is who he said he is and that that is it, then the rest of what I talk about will make zero sense. And actually most of what I've talked about before will make no sense. And so if you wanna know more about that after I finish up talking, we would love to engage with you more about that. 
And so come to the front, we'll have people down here. I'll be down here to be able to engage you with that. And so, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Y'all, we are God's handiwork. Where's handiwork? Remember how we talked about knitting and it requires your hands? He knit us together. We are his masterpiece, another version of the Bible would say, or translation of the Bible would say. He created us to do good works. He prepared the works in advance for us to do. Remember how he wrote the story way before we even knew what a story was or what a book was or could read or any of that. But the cool thing about this passage, it's a we, it's not a you, it's a we. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And so both your strengths and your weaknesses are gonna be used in the good works that he has prepared in advance for you to do, but also for all of us to do. And if you know me, you know I am all about unity. Why? Because my God is about unity. My God cares about us coming together and being together. And if, I think if we're honest with ourselves sometimes, we don't wanna be united with other women or men or anyone. We just wanna be solo dolo. We wanna stand out in the crowd. We wanna be the end all be all. Or maybe that's just me. Maybe. Maybe that's how I'm conceited. And that's the thorn in my flesh as I think that. But God's grace allows me to go to him with that and share that with him. And he become the sufficiency for me in that. And so what does that mean for us? This last year, I had started a new job and um, was on a team. And so my boss's name is Carson and he's a phenomenal leader. Um, and within the first few weeks of the job, but for real, the first few months of the job, I was exhausted. I was tired. And the reason I was tired is because I was doing a lot of things that I just really wasn't skilled in. I weren't strengths for me. They definitely were weaknesses, having to answer a lot of emails. Ooh, y'all, I am not good at that. <laughs> Don't ask how many are in my inbox right now. Um, I was also having to do like jump from thing to thing, the thing, the thing. And that's just not my thing. <laughs> I know that's, I didn't mean to do that, but it happened. <laughs> but it's really not. And I found myself exhausted. I found myself in a place of being burnt out because I continued to run thinking that I had to keep it together, thinking that I had to be strong because I didn't want to be weak. And guess what happened? I was tired in all ways. I was exhausted physically. I was exhausted mentally. I was exhausted spiritually because I was running on my own. I was not seeking God for his sufficiency. I was seeking myself for sufficiency and sustaining my own self. But God in his kindness and in his grace broke my legs as I would say it. He brought me to a place where I couldn't go anymore. And I was having a conversation with my, um, with Carson and um, he was like, how are you doing? How you, how, you been, how you been holding up? And in that moment, nothing but by God's grace did he allow me to share 
and be vulnerable enough to say, I don't got it together. I'm exhausted. This is like, literally, I feel like I'm about to die. Like, it's killing me. And Carson, in his faithfulness, was like, I know, I could tell. Man, what a moment of sweetness where he led down in his strengths, where he was looking around to see, hey, this doesn't look like the Leslie that I normally would see when I first started or whatever it may be. And he used his strength in that moment to be aware, to be observant of how I was navigating situations. And then a few weeks later, actually it was a few months later, um, we were running an operation and um, I got the opportunity to lead up. I got the opportunity to um, go to him and say, hey, I think that it would be really great if you allowed me to own this and you own this. And the reason why is because I think you're really, really great at this. And I think that the Lord has really gifted me in this. And guess what he said? Absolutely. I think that's great. Guess what guys? In that moment, it felt so good. Not because I got to do what I wanted to do, but because I got to affirm him in who he was. I got to affirm him in his strengths but it took me being vulnerable enough to know one, my own weaknesses, because there was parts of what we were divvying out that I was absolutely ridiculous. I would never be able to do it, but I knew that he would. But then there was also things where I had to, that was also a moment where I had to embrace my strengths. I had to be aware and acknowledge and embrace my strengths to be able to say, hey, I think I can do this really well if you let me. Man, what a blessing. And guess what? The body, our city, got to be served and loved and cared for because the Lord gave in his kindness and in his grace, gave me the strength to be vulnerable enough to share that in that moment. And so I got to lead up. I would encourage y'all to try to do the same. I know that can be really scary. Man, there's but he's in this position here and I'm here. No, 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 no. If God created you for a purpose, both your strengths and your weaknesses, and he created the next person or the person next to you or your boss up here or whatever you want to say, then all of that is true for even them. So they have, they have weaknesses too and they have strengths. And so ask them, ask them to let you lead out in them. And I know I was talking about work, but I think for us as women, I think one of the coolest things we get to do is this amongst friends. And so I think about my friend, Jonda, who's here, who prayed for us in the beginning. Um, and I think about my friend, Martha. I think about a lot of friends that I've got to sit alongside of and keep my eyes open to who the Lord created them to be. And in moments, when I got to see him at work in them and both their strengths and weaknesses, I got to share with them like, hey, you're amazing at shepherding. You're amazing at shepherding. And while yes, I, God calls me to be a shepherd, I'm not as great at it as you. And so pray for us, please. Or, hey, I would love if you joined in in this conversation and allow me to lead out in it, but also be there to come alongside of me as I know that this is not a strength of mine. Man, what a blessing that is to be able to do that, to be able to lead out in my strengths, being able to see 
Man, one of my favorite things to do is watch other women at work. And I'm not talking about like at the job, I'm talking about at work, meaning engaging missionally in this world as believers, living out the gospel. That is one of my favorite things to do. Why? Because I get to encourage them to go and be who God created them to be, to like who they are, be who they are. And, or excuse me, I said that all kinds of wrong. Know who they are, like who they are and be who they are. I still said it wrong, but it's okay. (laughs) Which is a saying that we oftentimes say here on staff. I love doing that because when I do that, it's opportunity for me to embrace both my strengths and weaknesses, as well as encourage other women to do that. So lead out in it, lead out in that. And so God can use all of you and wants to use all of you. Pray and ask God to remind you that he created you for a purpose. God created you on purpose, with purpose and for a purpose. And there is no mistake in it. Lack of vulnerability, insensitive, harsh, overly critical, controlling, selfish. Those are my weaknesses. And I can share those with you not because they're no longer my weaknesses, but because God has allowed me to embrace those weaknesses, knowing that they do not define me, knowing that they are a means for me to be sufficient, or for his grace to be sufficient for me. They are useful for me and they're useful for others. Not because I'm gonna be harsh or critical to them, but because when I'm dependent on him, guess what? That is when the fruit of the spirit gets to flow from me. It's when I am submitted to him that I get to be both strong. Both my strengths are useful and my weaknesses are useful. And so about a year ago, um, I actually was at the, on the collective uh, panel that they had, um, And the reason I was there is because um, in May, or a a big part of my story is that I experienced loss after loss after loss, about 12 losses in this time span of being a believer. So coming up on six years and me wanting to be strong all the time, I lacked vulnerability and how that made me feel. And it was really, really hard. And then in May, as different racial issues started to come up and, um, and the, the one COVID and then the racial issues on top of that started to come up, I reached a breaking point. I could no longer hold it in. I had another one of those moments where God broke my legs to keep me from running from what he was trying to do. And so I stood up in front of our staff team, um, not knowing that I could trust them, which is scary for me. And I shared my lament. I shared all of my feelings. And as I shared them, my tears fell. And for me, the girl who was always strong, that was scary. That was so scary. And to know that there was probably people in that room that wanted to reject what I was saying and having to be okay with that, oh, that was scary. But then guess what? As I left that room, different people started to come up to me and they started to share, they started to open up, they started to be vulnerable. And so then I I sat on the collective panel and shared 
how hard my life had been. And a big part of that was due to my lack of vulnerability. But guess what? God and his kindness and his grace used my very weakness in those moments. He used my weakness. My lack of vulnerability he used. He used that to humble me enough or not even enough. He used that for me to share with others. He used that to remind me that I needed him, that I needed to be dependent on him. And he used that to draw me closer to him. And through that, he used that to encourage others. So guys, I know it can be hard embracing your weaknesses, but it's totally worth it. It can also be hard to embrace your strengths. But I think when you remember who God is and that he created you on purpose, with purpose and for a purpose, then it starts to become easier. And when you start to remember that it is by grace that your story is what it is, and that it is by grace that your story is not someone else's, it starts to become easier. And is it always easy? By no means. Just last week, self-sufficient, trying to make it through, exhausted. <laughs> but God and his kindness and his grace met me in that moment and gave me the strength to turn to him and cry out to him, asking him, to do what only he can do. And so ladies, man, God loves you. He made no mistake in how he created you. He made no mistake in the, the purpose that he gave you in both your strengths and your weaknesses. It is on purpose, for a purpose, with purpose and for a purpose. So let me pray for y'all that you would truly believe that and truly know that he did this. God, how kind you are, how loving and gracious you are, how compassionate you are, how faithful you are, that even when we doubt you, you still love us the same that your love is on display in your son and everything that he did for us. But your love is also on display in the fact that you are our creator, that you are all knowing and that you are very intentional, that you're an author of our story. And so Lord, help us to believe that. We know we cannot have faith made up on our own, but that it is from you and so help us Help us to be reminded that everything that you do is on purpose and with purpose and for purpose. Give us wisdom in how you would have us to navigate both our strengths and our weaknesses. Humble us in moments when we are boastful in our, in our strengths. Help us to be more boastful in our weaknesses, knowing that you use all of it God, open our eyes to see you. Open our ears to hear you. 
Open our minds to know you, that our hearts might love you more. And through that, our actions would be transformed. The way that we think would be transformed. But God, the way that we love you and the way that we love others would be transformed. We are so grateful for you, God. Thank you for your son. Help us to live in light of the mercy, the grace, and the love that you have poured out to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you.